This word karma, sometimes people <clears throat> find it difficult to understand or accommodate in their mind. Karma means the law of cause and effect. Every action has a cycle of reactions. Nothing has no reaction. I speak to you. It's a vibration that I'm setting in motion and it is carried into the ether. It registers as a vibration forever and it goes into the ether. Also, it has a bearing with the power and strength of that word I'm saying to have an impact on your mind. And it has a vibration that surrounds me as well. So I pick up this vibration and set in motion consciously of the vibration I want to create for you to benefit by what I say. That is the extent of cause and effect. Nothing is haphazard. Everything has a vibration. That is why I say to you, harmonize. Harmonize all the time as you go along. You have the power. If you have made a mistake, if you have done something that causes injury and a lot of uh, uh, disturbance in your relationship in life, you have the power to harmonize and change it and say, no, no, I'm not going to carry it the same way. I want to change it. I want to create harmony. Harmony and love. They're the two facets of good spiritual conduct for the lives of people. Love. Start with your family. <coughs> Start loving your family. Your father, your mother, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your wives. Did I say wives? Um, uh, uh, husband. Many. All, everybody. Every, 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 every life you must learn to harmonize with. And create that love and power that you have inherited from your birth. You brought a power from your birth. And that power is pulsating in your veins. For you have immense knowledge. Can you imagine me? Having come to this world, read only one book in my life, and there, wherever I go, I have pulsating in my veins the immense knowledge that I brought from one cycle of birth to another. This the proof of the immensity of knowledge you have got inside you. It is playing a part in your life. You have wisdom and knowledge of the past there in you. This is a voyage of discovery in this life, in this incarnation. For you to find out how you can use your potential to the best of your ability. And you'll be surprised that you don't use that because you are not challenged in life. And it is only when you are challenged, when you, are, you feel that your back is against the wall and you have to survive in your life, then slowly out comes your knowledge and wisdom to help you to sustain in your life. That is why when uh, people have been challenged 
artists who have lived from hand to mouth to, with their existence are good painters, good musicians, good anything has come out of their lives, poetry, books, literature, all have come when people are challenged and really their resolve comes about to write and to create something worthwhile for generations to come. So this is why we put people through the uh, third degree as it were, to make them go through the hardships, to make them uh, realize uh, that through their adversity they will become spiritual. They will discover that divinity within themselves, the immense reserve of power and knowledge that exists in you. When you are sick, when you have a problem to overcome, when you are challenged and the doctor says, I'm awfully sorry, I can't give you any hope, you must say, fui to you. I have plenty of hope and desire for myself. I have the power inside me, I can live and I will live and prove you wrong. You have the knowledge there inherent in you. You have the power there lying dormant within you to heal yourself. To have the power inside you to change whatever you so will for the benefit for you to advance spiritually. If you say no, no it is. If you say yes, yes it is. But you must change the course of destiny by your awareness, heightened mindfulness within yourself, which says to you, I have power, I have not used it, my brain is not functioning well. Learn to concentrate. Meditation, contemplation, bhakti yoga, karma yoga, all of these things are to improve your quality of life. For you to concentrate and make your mind work like a shaft to penetrate whatever you want. And I promise you, if you start practicing it, you will enjoy the joy of bouncing your mind into other people's lives and homes and lifestyles enjoying and understanding them and um, I travel in a car and Swami always says to me well your body is here but you're not here and yes I'll tell you what I do um, I regard it as a privilege for me to travel in a particular road, road or area that I'm going so I uh, watch every home and place that I'm passing in the most remotest of areas going in zooming around in my mind into their lifestyles and seeing what I can do to help them and the very fact that the Divine Mother has taken me on a particular route is for me to help those people and give them grace and give them the darshan of the Divine Mother on their journey to life. That is the excitement I have. When I travel on a plane um, everybody has been well screened by the time I have finished with them, including the air hostesses and the stewards and everybody has had a thorough good going over by the time I get off the plane. Bye! <laughs> Bye means 
I've given them some power so they may and the same when I get into a car I slowly sit there and stir people up inside them and, uh, and uh, then you get a little bit of Shakti and uh, the car zooms away uh, it's fun for me that is the joy uh, you must also think like that don't allow a moment to pass you by to then to be vital to be exciting in your life how you can you have power spirituality is power if you strength and energy is depleted in your body you can't do anything with spirituality is a fantasy world that is why we say to monks and nuns abstain from sexual conduct if you really want to set an example to mankind because your energy I won't part with my energy to anybody because the Divine Mother comes and gives me such a grace and power so that I can use it for the well-being of people and I am not telling you all to be monks and nuns but if you're going to follow a spiritual path conserve your energy there are two types of energies in the human body one is the physical energy that you you know when people want to live a fast <coughs> life and a lot of sex and activity they want to go it, it, it's a most amazing system you put it in there it goes out that way and it goes all the way it's a rotation so that is why people eat caviar salmon and uh, meats and red meats and green meats and every meat <laughs> and uh, um, champagne and, uh, because not because they all loved it as well but it was a form of stimulus for their activities sensually now if you want to control your sensual activity then learn to choose your foodstuffs that you are going to eat you must understand what sort of foodstuff stimulates your life your body and you are the best judge if you eat something and it stimulates you and you find you can't handle the amount of energy that is generated in your body then you are the best judge to say to yourself gosh when I eat that it makes me quite high I cannot cope with myself and it makes more demands that of me than I'm willing to cope uh, handle then cut down that particular type of food there are many categories of food tamasic rajasic sattvic now you must find rajasic means the food I was just talking about earlier to stimulate your um, activities in life that heighten the use of your senses tamasic gives you a nice quiet mannerism in your conduct hence a lot of yogis and a lot of uh, people uh, who are following the spiritual path and uh, the Hare Krishna movement they never allow their um, uh, sannyasis to eat uh, garlic 
onions um, and the like because they say it stimulates it has done nothing to me at all so I am only going to open the door for you to choose if you want to eat garlic I prepared a lot of food with lots of garlic to stimulate your appetite <laughs> and heighten your consciousness uh, a little bit more and um, make you feel high by the time you leave this place um, on cloud cuckoo land. But the fact of the matter is, uh, if you find something exciting you, then be cautious. You are the person who is going to handle the situation. You must be able to say to yourself, gosh, this is really driving me quite nuts. I better get cut down my diet. Now, I can uh, talk about the life of the monks and nuns in Skanderbeg because it gives you a good example for you. Gin and tonic. <laughs> now, all the monks, all the nuns, do a full day's work. We get up at half past four in the morning every day in the year. We have devotion and then work. Devotion and work. Devotion and if you crawl to bed on two legs, you should be very happy. The reason for that is karma yoga means you have to use all the resources of your body to push the boundaries of tolerance to, as it were to the edge, cracking point, to see how you are going to cope with your mind, to make sure that you can handle any situation that arises in your life. That is the training for a monk and a nun in my community. Any of you who have any idea of joining it, see regulations there. Regular will tell you. <laughs> that is how it is. And from that, you get a discipline and an orderliness that comes that people are totally dedicated to serve humanity. There is a marked difference between Buddhism and other faiths. Buddhism has got a role where the monks are served by the public as a must. And they believe that they have the power to liberate the human being just by getting all the food and luxuries given to them. I don't believe that I believe with your monk or a nun, with your guru or a pope, you need to do a day's work to pay karma yoga, to serve humanity, to go to the assistance of people, to go to the people who are sick, who are dying. We have a job to do. That is the training of karma yoga in the monastery to make the monks and nuns serve all life including animals birds human beings every life and the environment and society really karma yoga means 
that we must grasp the opportunity to pay our karma that we have created from one cycle of birth to death. This life is not the beginning and end. It is a continuation of cause and effects we are setting in motion. You are the person who is going to reap the harvest of your own sowing, of your own action. It is only you who will suffer the consequences of your actions and also influence other people. You have the power to change through your positive dedication and service in life. Don't waste your time. Grasp the opportunity if you are inclined to do a professional job, get a job that will be of service to handicapped people, children of varying groups of people who need help, counseling, advising, consoling, going to people who are dying, who are lonely. Today, this is the most important uh, ingredient in life in an affluent society, uh, uh, we are creating an area where people are lonely. That is the greatest luxury now <coughs> waiting in an affluent society. People are isolated and when they are having a problem, there is nobody for them to interact and relate to. We must create the opportunity for people to have that interaction and relationship. That is counseling. Counseling means healing, understanding, hearing, the pleas from the heart of a person. Having all the money in the world doesn't solve your problem. Having all the money in the world, there is a gap in that living which requires for you to have somebody or some interaction with people where when there is pressurized moment uh, you have the ability to have a point of communication have an interaction to be able to hear the pleas and voices of uh, other people that is the luxury today you can go to a shop and buy what you want you can go to a shop and get what you want and come out of it feeling okay I can eat what I want, drink what I want but when there is pressure and every human being has pressure from time to time you must create in your own circle of friends people who can come together talk about their life's problems and have an interaction honestly and truthfully that is invaluable that is what spirituality is about. If you want to create a society where you are caring and understanding, that form of life is very important. Whilst you are successful and making a lot of money, and I want you to make an awful lot of money, <laughs> but what you do with that money is very important because you can't take a farthing, one, one penny, of what you have made with you when you go. You must create for yourself and the society and life you live a place that is of beauty, of love, of service 
and compassion. That is what you must do in your life. That is spirituality for me. That is what I want you to take when you, at the end of these three days of activity with me here, for you to be so generated with a desire to serve in the community you live, to make it a better place for the next generation of people who come. And be caring, always considering, not you, not mine. This is now we're growing into a very, very successful society in Europe. And as we grow along, there is a tend to be isolationists. 